0: Good afternoon, Crossroads Connect Group leaders. It is Friday, January 21st, 2022, and I am so sorry I did not get a podcast up last week. So, I just want to kind of make up for that and tell you up front, I apologize. Uh, my day, my week got ahead of me, and uh, I, unfortunately, I did not get that up. So, I am here back today, and I've got the podcast for this week. Uh, we are in session two, or lesson two, of... Um, Case for Heaven by Lee Strobel, and hopefully uh, you got a chance to get through your lesson last week and have some good discussion, but I wanted to just kind of go right in on the lesson this week. A couple things uh, real quick. Each week you come to study, we will cover two chapters. Last week was chapters one and two. This week is going to be chapters three and four, and so those chapters will, again, you're not going to cover everything in the chapter, but the the video teaching should complement that should discuss some of the same things that were discussed there. Uh, I know some of you may or may not be using the videos and that's that's perfectly fine. Um, if it makes more sense for you guys just to read and then discuss and answer the questions, that's fine too. But we do think if you do all three, answer the questions, watch the videos, and read the, the chapters, we believe that that, that could be a, a really, really powerful, exciting thing uh, for your group uh, to do together. A Couple announcements right off the front end. I just want to say uh, Super Start is coming up. It's a high-energy weekend event for 4th uh, through 6th graders. It's a really awesome event. Uh, all of my kids went through that. We host it here at Crossroads. It's put on by CIY, one of the greatest uh, youth organizations in the country. And I just want to encourage you, if you have kids that age, don't don't wait around. Get Because those, those seats will fill up fast. And uh, you definitely want to make that investment in the life of your kid. Uh, for $65 dollars uh, it's a, it's an overnight deal that that they will remember uh, probably the rest of their life uh, I know my kids still talk about uh, the impact that CIY has had on them uh, throughout their uh, upbringing here at crossroads so February Friday February 4th and it ends Saturday at 3 p.m and it's $65 dollars you can get you can register for that at crossroadschristian.org slash events Um uh, and reach out to our children's ministry if you have any further questions regarding that. But, uh, so this week's session two, uh, just like every other week here with this lesson, we are, uh, no opening discussion questions, just you're going to kind of open with prayer and then jump right into the video. Each video is about 20 minutes, uh, as you've probably already seen. And I want to encourage you to do that. The, the password, and I do apologize, when we sent the email out, uh, I capitalized the H. The, the, the password for the videos is lowercase, all one word. Heaven now, uh, two words put together for the password, heaven now, all lowercase. So let's just kind of jump into the questions. Um, the question number one says the term corroborate means to support with evidence or authority in, in criminal cases. Why is it important to have corroboration from witnesses to determine the truth? It's a great, great opening question uh, to talk with your group Um and uh, just a couple of notes we put on there. First of all, corroboration uh, from others solidifies facts. And when it solidifies facts, it brings credibility to what the truth is being said. And so uh, other people may have other answers, but, but we just want to give you uh, some easy answers that you can discuss there with your group. Think about uh, court cases, think about uh, criminal activity, all those sort of things and how um, corroboration uh, helps solidify that and brings credibility to what was being told. Question number two. Uh, the four Gospels are rooted in direct and indirect eyewitnesses te- eyewitness testimony. And they were written to the events they describe. And they have, the, have been, excuse me, the four Gospels are rooted in direct and indirect eyewitness testimony. And they were written close to the events they describe. And have been uh, preserved throughout history. Why are these facts so important to consider when judging whether or not the events about Jesus' life, ministry, and death, and resurrection can be trusted to be accurate. That question's a mouthful. I even had a hard time saying it. Uh, But the answer to that question is that we live in a culture that believes everything it hears. Um, If you think about things that go viral on social media, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, you name it, um, oftentimes some of that stuff that's out there isn't even true, but for whatever reason people take that as, as the true gospel or actual true news. Um, we, we live in a culture where, where you're not 100% sure what news is accurate and which one's inaccurate. Um, and so we have to really take all that into consideration. But when we when we have facts that speak to the authority of who Jesus is, it, it makes everything better. Uh, so, for example, you know, it, when 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 you think about, we're going to get to that in some further questions here in just a minute. But but was it wasn't. We don't believe Jesus for just because he said he was Jesus. We believe him because of all the other things that have corroborated his story. Um, so as you think about that and think about the culture you live in, um, realize not everything you hear and not everything you see is to be believed as truth. Um, only those things that can be supported with with facts and eyewitness accounts of the things that we should believe. Number three, uh, near-death experiences can corroborate uh, the Bible's claim that our soul continues to exist even long after our physical death. Do you have any personal stories of near-death experiences involving someone you know? And so I didn't put anything on this question because I think it's gonna be personal to everyone. Uh, everyone has might have a story about this and I encourage you to have one already prepared to talk about yourselves. And so, just make sure that you kind of think through that before regroup starts, and make sure that uh, that you're prepared to kind of share your own personal testimony on that one. Question number four it says, "Read Genesis one twenty-seven. What does it mean that God created us in His image? What evidence does that provide? Does does this provide that we have both body and soul?" And so, a couple of thoughts that we wrote down here. Number one was, "We are made in we are made to resemble God." Uh, there's a verse that, that in Ephesians 5, chapter 1, it literally says, be imitators of God as dearly loved children and live a life of love. And so uh, I know that's different from what Genesis says, but 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 one of the reasons we, evidences we have, you know, it's spoken about later on. And we are to resemble who God is, um, according to Ephesians 5, verse 1. Uh, unlike other creatures, God's spirit lives within us. And we get to have direct communication with him. You know, and many, many other times, you know, oftentimes you have to go through someone else. You know, in the Old Testament, they, they, they went through priests and all those sort of things to get directly to God. We don't have we don't have to do that. We have the luxury of having God's spirit within us. and We can go directly to him. Uh, the word says we can boldly approach his, approach his throne. And we can be confident in that. Uh, thirdly, we're supposed to be like him in every way. And the final one is... Uh, we are, unlike other creative things, we actually have a conscience. And so one of the evidences that that uh, that provide that we have a body and a soul is that we have a conscience. Something inside of us tells us when we've done something that we shouldn't have done. Okay? Uh, number five, what evidence do we have that Jesus actually died on a Roman cross? Um, there's really, you know, the, the, the three, things, three things that stood out to me were uh, historical records, eyewitness accounts, and the Bible. Um, and we have those. Um, uh, I think it was a pastor who, who told me once before that the Smithsonian Institute, which is a very non-Christian organization, uh, they do believe that the Bible is, is a true historical document. And uh, I think that speaks volumes because if they are recognizing it as a historical document, they are also recognizing that, that the facts that are in the Bible are to be true as well. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, number six, what evidence do we have that Jesus was in, that Jesus was encountered alive after his death? Why is his death, burial, and resurrection so important to our study of the afterlife? So 1 Corinthians 15, 6 uh, tells us that he appeared to over 500 of his closest friends. It even goes on to say, the those whom were alive at that time. And so uh, when Jesus came back, he appeared uh, to people that he was close to. Uh, and, and one of the greatest ones was when he showed up on the beach um, uh, to restore Peter for uh, denying him three times uh, in the Gospels. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but in First Corinthians 15, 6, it says he appeared to over 500 people. Uh, and I think that's awesome. God's word speaks to it. Uh, the second one, then, the death, burial, and resurrection also is a symbolization of, of our freedom over sin and death. So, uh, as you think about uh, what the death, burial, and resurrection mean, realize it truly symbolizes um, freedom over sin and death. And we talk about that in baptism all the time. Is The death, burial, the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus is, is what baptism pictures. I know that we're not talking about baptism in this lesson, but... It pictures baptism. When you go down into the water, you are dying to yourself. And when you come out of the water, you're being raised to new life. Uh, and that's what Jesus does for us. Uh, on the back of your sheet, um, there's two practical application questions. I didn't put anything on there just because I feel like, you know, that, that's just kind of open discussion for, for you guys to talk about. Um, but there's a notes section. Hopefully, you'll take notes on your. Um, as the video is playing, you're watching or you're taking notes as you're reading along. And most importantly, and we say this every season, uh, I think the most important thing that you do in group time is pray. Let's pray for each other. Uh, each one of us have something going on in our lives. And uh, you know what? It, it doesn't make much sense if we don't pray for each other during it. So um, anyways, that's, uh, that's the notes for this week. Um, I appreciate you guys being patient with me. Uh, I know we got a lot of moving parts, a lot of a lot of cool things going on at Crossroads, and uh, we're so thankful that you guys are uh, a part of the ministry here and uh, helping us reach as many people as we can for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, uh, love you guys. I appreciate you. If you need anything, shoot me an email, family at crossroadschristian.org, or you can text my phone number, call me at 817-308-2186. Uh, it's just a simple text message. Just if you text me, just make sure you tell me who you are because I may not have your number saved in my phone and uh, that'll be helpful to us. But, uh, call, text, email, whatever's best for you. Uh, I'm here to help you any way I can. God bless you guys. Have a great weekend and we will see you on Sunday.